0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted, same-game parlays, to live, in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. The SGP Mini Helmets are now in the merch store, and we're giving a one or giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And also, football bingo is back. Uh, It's time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. It's free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card. It's exclusively on the SGPN app. And welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight for the Week 16 Fantasy Football Preview is our senior dynasty uh, analyst, excuse me, Dave Heilman. How are we doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great, man. Um, so I'm sad I'm going to miss some of these
0: games tomorrow, but excited
1: to have some family time and uh, excited for these Week 2 Fantasy Football Playoffs.
0: And anything uh, been big and exciting on the, uh, the Christmas uh, itinerary? Oh, got, just got family coming in, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're going to get
1: slapped in the face with this, uh, this cold front. I'm in Indianapolis, so we have uh, negative 3-degree weather right now. So and uh, they're all like, so I'm going. I'm, I'm going to the store and got gloves and scarves and everything for everybody.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I mean, if, especially if uh, if you're coming from a, you know warmer climate, not the most ideal vacation necessarily, but hey, family time is family time. I get it.
1: They, uh, they yeah.
0: want they they want it, but
1: once they get it, I think they're gonna say, okay, that's good. We're good enough.
0: Yeah, you don't know know what you're asking for. In Maryland, it's just rainy. It's just wet and rainy. No snow. Uh, it got pretty low today right now it's it's eight degrees outside but you know haven't quite hit the negative so you know we're, we're living in, we're living it up for sure um merry christmas to and happy holidays to all of our viewers and listeners out there we're going to be diving into the week 16 fantasy football preview we're going to be rolling through some starter sit questions be sure to toss your questions into the chat uh first up here we've got a couple of quarterback questions first up dave we're looking at Brock Purdy versus the Washington Commanders. That's 49ers versus the Commanders. Or Gardner Minshew with the Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty tough one here. Who are you going with?
1: Yeah, it was ironic that this one was the question uh, because whenever I I made a TikTok earlier this week, I kind of used like Brock Purdy as like the old Andy Dalton line. Like (laughs) he's going to be the average quarterback. He's going to give you 200 plus yards, right around 200, two TDs, Mm -hmm. not much rushing. And you're okay with it. And uh, I was like, is he going to be over or under Gardner Minshew by the end of the week? And in the ECR, Minshew started at 23, and -hmm. he's creeped his all all the way up to one spot ahead of Purdy. And I got him one spot ahead of Purdy as well. I got Minshew at 14, Purdy at 15. I think they both give you about 200 to 215 yards passing Mm -hmm. and two touchdowns this week. Minshew, I don't think he's going to run a lot. Obviously not run like Jalen Hurts. But he ran for 350 yards his, his rookie year. He can scramble a little bit. He's a gamer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, as long as he keeps the turnovers down, I think he'll have a good week. Last year he started two games. He had 21 points, had 19 points. So I don't think he's going to go and, and crap the bed. And he didn't have A.J. Brown last year. So mm-hmm. um, I like them both, um, but I think they're both outside of my top 12, but I got menchu one spot higher.
0: So I'll go with Purdy. I, have, uh, I believe I have him a few spots higher. I'm just going with him because he's a little bit more fresh. You know, he's got three straight games now with double-digit passing touchdowns, albeit Minshew, his last two starts, he's thrown for, you know, two passing touchdowns, including a game at the end of last year against the Dallas Cowboys, where he threw for two passing touchdowns and an interception. The Washington Commanders have allowed the 16th most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, whereas with Dallas, they've allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Dallas also ranks ninth for most interceptions recorded against quarterbacks. So I'm just playing the matchup. I think that it is very close, and I want to get a little bit more upside. You know, because when I look at it, they both have great weapons. You know, Purdy's got CMC, Ayuk, Kittle, Minshew. You know, not so much the run game because, you know, Jalen Hurts was really, you know, the guy that was setting up the run game, but still does have Miles Sanders. You know, Devonta Smith, who we'll talk about a little bit later, A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard's coming back, and those two had kind of a low-key, nice connection. Minshew's first start last year up against the Jets, he threw two touchdowns to Dallas Goddard. Um, so I'll, that'll be interesting to see how those two line up this week. Again, I think it's really close. I'm just going to try to play the matchup in hopes that, you know, I'm getting a little bit more, you know, upside for more scoring and, and more efficiency, you know, less three and outs, where I feel like with, like, Minshew and the Eagles – their record is so beholden to the division. Like they're all set. They don't, this isn't like a must win situation for them. So I, I feel like they may feel things out a little bit more. Whereas with Washington and um, the 40 um, Washington, excuse me, and the 49ers, I think there's going to be more points and more scoring. I'll give you a
1: bonus to this question. Uh, I think miles sand. I did. I moved miles Sanders up my rankings. Okay. Um, Cause I do think hurts vulturing all those touchdowns as well as mm. being the main running back for most of the games. I think they run the ball a little more and mm-hmm. where Sanders is used in more traditional role with the change of quarterback. Um, so I did move him up a little bit in my rankings normally than, than when I would have him.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that his, his rushing ability, cause again, like he can move, he can shake and bake out of the backfield, but he's not, you know, a design design run type of QB, not like Jalen hurts or say Justin Fields. Right. That extra upside keeps him close with Purdy. But I think, again, just the matchup is what gives him that little bit of extra edge because I think, honestly, between the two, between Purdy and Minshew, it's all about who throws like less interceptions. Yeah. You know, Cause I feel like their yardage touchdowns are probably, probably going to be pretty close, somewhere between two to three at most. And I think three is a bigger ask for Minshew than it is for Purdy. It feels like you agree. I mean, Purdy's two, two, and two.
1: Right. He's been, and and he's barely hit that 200 yard mark. 217 is his highest. Mm-hmm. One, I think 205, and the other one like 187. So he's pretty straight line. He has one rushing touchdown on the year, but he has zero rushing yards combined because he had two games with negative rushing yards. Right. Interesting. The, the implied point total San Francisco 22, Philly mm-hmm. 21.5. So there's not a discrepancy there that they're expecting right. both offenses to be similar with mm-hmm. uh, roughly three touchdowns.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we have Tom Brady versus Derek Carr. Brady gets the Arizona Cardinals on the road. Derek Carr also on the road with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which way are you going? Uh, I have Tom Brady in this one.
1: Um, and a decent mark. Uh, I have Tom Brady at 13, Carr at 17. Um, mm-hmm. And the implied point totals on this one, Tampa Bay 24. And the Las Vegas Raiders are down at 18. Uh, I, I I like – yeah, I like – uh I like Brady in this one in the uh, with with Russell Gage and everybody starting to get healthy. How they're using Rashad White, those kind
0: mm. of things. Uh, I'm just I'm just chasing Tom's uh, passing volume. You know, it's a great matchup up against the Cardinals. They're allowing the seventh most fantasy points uh, per game to quarterbacks in fantasy. Whereas Gar's got a good matchup as well. Pittsburgh allowing the twelfth most, but there's still that bit of margin there, right? Um, similar amount of passing yards allowed from both opposing defenses. Arizona, they rank 10th for most passing yards allowed. Pittsburgh, they rank ninth. Pittsburgh ranks number six for most passing touchdowns allowed. Arizona, number three. And when you look at Tom, he's passing the ball 40 plus, 50 plus times. The team really needs a win. Great climate. You know, they're going to be indoors. Very good for Tom Brady this week in a game where I'm expecting a lot of points. So give me, give me Tom Brady. I think Carr does have some upside, but I'm with you. There's a fair bit of margin between. Brady and Carr this week I have Brady at number 11 and Carr I believe at number 15 or 16 or so so there's definitely a bit of uh, margin there but I don't think Carr is a terrible option I I think he showed us something last week up against the Patriots throwing three uh, passing touchdowns they got Darren Waller back he got a touchdown last week I mean man if they could just get going again Devontae Adams and Derek Carr he'd be solid but uh, I still like Tom in this one and we got
1: a Waller question in the chat TS appreciate you checking in we're going to get to that in a second and mm-hmm. yeah, I, my own only concern with Brady is that they like they get ahead early mm-hmm. and they just run the ball. Uh, I think they're going to have a lot of short fields and I'm hoping for some passing touchdowns in that game. Trace McSorley is going to be the quarterback for the the Cardinals if, if I'm remembering it correctly as far yep. as the injury report. And so mm-hmm. I'm expecting a short field for, mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay and, and where Brady could get. You know, maybe he doesn't throw for 400 yards, but he has you know three or four touchdowns. And mm-hmm. uh, I just hope that Leonard Fournette and you know Rashad White did not get all the touchdowns for for Brady uh,
0: rosters. I'm I'm hoping the same. Uh, although I do have some Leonard Fournette, you just traded me Leonard Fournette not too long ago. Yeah. Ho- hope, hopefully hopefully that cashes out. Hopefully that cashes out. <clears throat> hasn't been too promising for me so far, but Tampa, I feel like this is the right time that you want to be rolling out their starters these next couple of weeks. They need the wins. You know, Tom's in like full playoff mode whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. He's in crunch time. So should be feeling pretty good about him. Let's jump to the chat. We got T.S. asking about Waller or Fryermuth and Latavius Murray or Mostert. Uh, That's a tough one. I think I I lean towards Waller. I mentioned some of the upsides about the Steelers defense for uh, the quarterback position and receivers. Feels like a good matchup for me. I feel like the Raiders are also top five, though. I feel like they're a top five matchup for tight ends this season. Yeah, I, I like both these guys
1: this week. I have Waller slightly ahead, um, so I have Waller at seven, and I have mm. Farmuth at ten. Um, but again, I, I like both them PPR. Um, you know, just give me give me Waller in this one. The Raiders' defense has been pretty pretty leaky, and mm. you could see them um, having to rely on the passing game.
0: I'm going to go Waller as well, and we have another Waller question uh, in the back end of the show here, so we'll be talking more about him. Uh, Latavius Murray or Raheem Mostert? That's a toughie. i probably lean towards Mostert.
1: Yeah, I, 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 have, I have Murray just a little bit ahead, and that's because I think Jeff Wilson's going to play. If mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson does not play, then I'll change my answer. Um, also, after I did my rankings, I saw that Murray has a foot injury. So, Mm. monitor that. It probably has an injury from kicking me out of the playoffs last week. (laughs) I can't. Justin Herbert and Joe Mixon got, I got booted because of Mm. Latavius Murray. Um, So with that, watch the injury report. If Jeff Wilson plays and Murray plays, Mm -hmm. then I'm gonna go with Murray. But Murray's Murray's hurt. Uh, You gotta watch that. But if Jeff Wilson plays. It, it could change things for Mostert, um, but be careful on that one. So I'll stick with Murray. Um, As I said earlier, if Jeff Wilson plays, if Jeff Wilson doesn't, I'm going straight to Mostert.
0: I think I just want to get the exposure to the Miami offense. Just more points available, more trips to the red zone. I'm going to go Mostert here. I have him at 21 and uh, 26, so in, in favor of Mostert. Um, so I'm going to go him there. Even if Wilson plays, I still feel like, his touches will be more meaningful than say Latavius Murray's
1: and the dolphins and the second highest point total on the week. A lot of these point totals are very low. We're going to talk about the weather Mm. here in a bit. The Miami dolphins are are 26.75 points. The Mm. highest point total is the chiefs at 29.75. Even though the chiefs are in bad weather dolphins in much better weather. And then Minnesota 26.75 playing at with the giants at Minnesota
0: indoors, nice and cozy. All right, we will have uh, more Starter sit questions after we uh, um, boost up the sponsors a little bit. Appreciate the question, TS. We'll be right back after this. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways uh, to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? If you sign up today, you'll receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-477. And don't forget
1: about the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just just go to sportsgalingpodcast.com-helmet to enter that sportsgalingpodcast.com-helmet and the football bingo is back. If you download the SGPN app, this time for the Christmas Day slate, free to play and every bingo gets you a $100 SGPN gift card. I'm going to do it tonight. Make sure my wife gets one as well. Hopefully we both can win. It's exclusively on the SGPN app.
0: All right. And we're back. We're talking starter sit questions for week 16 crunch time. Here we are. Be sure to smash the like button, download the episode and give us a positive review on Spotify. Appreciate all the support. Dave, next up, we've got a couple of running backs. This is a, this is a toughie here. Uh, you, you, you really got to throw the name brand out the window. But Jarek McKinnon versus the Seattle Seahawks or Nicholas Chubb of the Browns versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this should not be as tough as it is, but it's not an easy question. This is not. And so if you're in a PPR format, it's
1: hard to ignore the fact that Nick Chubb is essentially getting zero targets a game. And McKinnon is getting seven to 10 targets a game from Patrick Mahomes. He is the second best receiver on that team right now. And so if it is a PPR format, I'm going with McKinnon, and, and I know that that sound it might sound crazy because it is Nick Chubb, but I have McKinnon at 10 in my rankings, and I have Nick Chubb at 12, and these are PPR rankings. If it was mm. standard, Chubb all day.
0: It's really hard to get off of Nick Chubb, but this is an opportunity to actually do it. Uh, he only has two touchdowns, I believe, in his last five games. Those were the only games where he went over double-digit fantasy point production. He's literally become a touchdown-dependent fantasy asset at this point, right? So even in a standard format, it's still kind of a boomer bust situation. If you look at, like, the total amount of points, I mean, in PPR, you know, McKinnon has, like, what, anywhere between 50 to 60 fantasy points total pending your league settings, right, the last two weeks. That can't be that much farther off, you know, in a standard format and a standard scoring. So I really feel like Jarek McKinnon is the answer in all formats. And if you, if you just take off – You know, to rip the name off the back of the jersey, kind of a common term in fantasy, right? McKinnon, much better matchup. Chubb, not a very good matchup, right? Seattle, allowing the second most fantasy points allowed to running backs this season. The second most rushing yards allowed to running backs. The fifth most receptions allowed to running backs. And they've allowed a league-high 17 total touchdowns to the running back position. Like, it's a great matchup. And then you look at Nick Chubb, a player who's been struggling three, four weeks in a row now, has a tough matchup. Up against New Orleans, 16th most rushing yards allowed, mid-tier, 13th fewest rushing touchdowns allowed. Again, mid-tier, like it's more of a coin flip, it feels like. And we need to bet on him, you know, honestly, not just scoring one, but probably scoring two rushing touchdowns to really make day. Whereas I feel like McKinnon, he could probably find the end zone once and still put up a a higher point total than Nick Chubb, even with two, two touchdowns, honestly.
1: Yeah, Deshaun Watson coming back to the offense has slowed the offense down. And mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett is, you know, he's Pretty definitely, nicely. yeah, he's not a better uh, quarterback than Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, but he's just better in the offense right now because Jacoby Brissett has been with the team for six months, and Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, he wasn't even allowed to have the playbook. Like he just got the playbook three or four weeks ago. He's been practicing for two or three weeks, and he's got two warm up games before this, and like he's been okay but he's not, he, the offense is just not efficient. He doesn't have the timing Mm -hmm. that you need to keep things going. And Nick Chubb is a volume running back that really, you want to get that rhythm when he's getting those long drives where he's getting seven or eight touches on a drive. That's where he makes his hay. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if, if I, if I whiff on this one, I'll live with it, but NBA jam rules apply. Jerick McKinnon is hot, and I'm staying in the flames.
0: He is heating up, that's for sure. Two in a row, it's a trend. Yep. Um, yeah, like I said, in all formats, I, it's very hard to pull Chubb up ahead of him, uh, especially when we're playing You know, in, in week 16. Because honestly, if it was week four, week five, I'm, I'm going to let Nick Chubb roll. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm going to have so many other fantasy teams. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. But in crunch time, where I'm going to lose sleep for the next like three to four months if I make the wrong decision... Sorry, bud. You're you're on the bench today.
1: Yeah, I mean, the upside is just really not there. He's had two games where he or three games where he was above 20 points this year, mm-hmm. but in the last since week 10, so the, since the bye week, 11.6, 8.2, 19.7, 6, 8, 8 6.9, 9.9. And he's yep. played three games with Deshaun Watson. 8 points, 6.9 points, 9.9 points. Mm-hmm. And then you have McKinnon, who as you said has been on fire. McKinnon was the RB1 last week and the RB1 the week before. And I say RB RB1 overall.
0: Someone in our league uh, tried offering him to me and I uh, I said no. It was before last week though, yeah. It was for like my picks or whatever, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm I've already given up enough of my picks to try and win. Now, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Yeah,
1: and, and I'm sure that you know what people are ruthless out there, man. It, you get you excited because you see a trade come in, and then you see the mm. trade, and you're like, "What?" The? Like people are just trying to rip you off.
0: I almost I almost had a, a deal closed for Fields last week. I was going to trade uh, Derek Carr for Fields, and just couldn't get it off the ground. And that one, I was trying to give up a first like first round pick, so nah, that would have been nice. It would have. It would have. <clears throat> but we we made it on. We're we're, we're still pushing. We're, we're we're doing stuff. Big things coming. Big things coming. All right. Next up, we have uh, Joe Mixon at the Patriots or Najee Harris versus New England. In- I'm sorry, Najee Harris versus Las Vegas, not New England.
1: Yeah, I got I got Najee Harris uh, since Mixon's big game. Mixon has absolutely <laughs> let me down, and I didn't realize how many Mixon rosters that I have until I got <laughs> knocked out of the playoffs in like three or four leagues last week. And Mixon was on every single one, including my Scott Fishbowl team. So uh, I'm, I'm mad at Mixon right now, and I'm dropping him down my rankings because of it. Mm. But in, in reality, he just, he's just—he's not like he's not doing it. And so 20 is where I have him, and I have Najee Harris at 15. Najee Harris is starting to look healthy, um, and he's starting to there you know he's starting to have some more rhythm, and and uh, they're utilizing a little bit in the passing game, which has been nice too.
0: Right. No, the, the matchup here is just heavily in favor of Najee Harris. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most people, if you have Joe Mixon, you're, you know, smoke him if you got him. You're firing him up. And in fact, in one of my leagues, I'm starting both of them. I'm starting Mixon at running back and Harris in the flex. But man, if I had an opportunity to get off of Mixon, I would absolutely do it. New England, the second fewest amount of fantasy points allowed to running backs per game, the seventh fewest amount of rushing yards allowed to running backs, the fewest amount of touchdowns allowed, period running backs that's receiving and rushing combined and they also allow the fewest rushing um i'm sorry the seventh fewest rushing yards fewest rushing touchdowns allowed. not a very good matchup harris on the other hand he's been rolling has five total touchdowns in his last five games and vegas has given up the eighth most amount of fantasy points to the running back position this season and they've also given up the fourth most receptions to running backs this season so i do like harris to catch a you know probably four to five passes this week. and I you know I expect Mixon to be involved in the passing game too. Honestly, his five catches last week were a savior to me. I had to, I had to start on last week and I was able to make it out alive. but there wasn't really much going to, uh, you know going on on the ground right He was uh, a couple weeks ago he had over 90 rushing yards, but last week just I believe was like 21, 23 something like that. but he had five catches. So that upside is there. He's still playing in a good offense in the, in the Bengals. But if you have potential players that you can get in over him, I think he kind of reeks of potential bench candidate for week 16. Like the the trend isn't there for his playing. The trend isn't there for the matchup. You know, if you have options, I, I think you definitely have to explore those. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Christian Watson at Miami or Devonta Smith at Dallas. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Christian Watson. I know that he disappointed a lot of people last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he would have knew what that that signal was from uh, Rodgers because then he wouldn't have let the ball just hit him in the back. I mean, Rodgers put, put it at the numbers, but it was the back and not the front. Yeah. And uh, they they do like to target him in the red zone. And mm-hmm. um, with Devonta Smith, I think he'll be just fine. I have him at receiver w- 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 24. I have Christian Watson at 18. Looking at the implied points totals. Uh, Green Bay Packers 23.25, which is tied for eighth with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles are are down. They're, they're actually in the middle of the pack. Um they're at 21.5. So only two points less. Um mm-hmm. but I just I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to pass on this Miami defense. Mm-hmm. And uh Christian Watson is is his guy.
0: Yeah, for, I agree with you. Watson is the answer for me as well. And it's uh, more so just about the game flow, the perceived game flow of Miami and the Packers. I feel like there should be a good amount of points there. It's one of the few games that does get you know, some decent weather, right? So there really shouldn't be too many hindrances but, uh, for either offense. And with Smith and the Eagles, like I mentioned with Minshew, like, I feel like there's going to be a little bit more of a slower, grind it out, feeling it out type of phase of the game to start. Whereas with you know Watson and the Packers, this is another team where they need wins right now. They're trying to hunt down their own playoffs. You know, not just secure our fantasy, uh, fantasy football championship rosters, but they're looking to get into Miami and score points, right? And Miami, great matchup for receivers. They've allowed the seventh most receptions to receivers this year, uh, ninth most reception yards allowed to receivers. However, they've only allowed the fourth fewest touchdowns. So it's going to be interesting to see who falls in the end zone with a you know either a catch ball or a rushing attempt, but. I think that Watson could still have a good day without finding the end zone. Smith, I feel like, is going to have to find the end zone. You have Dallas Goddard coming back. Smith was benefiting from him being gone. And then you just have the, you know, the you know, surprise factor of Minshew, which Minshew is going to show up. Is it going to be the, the guy that throws a couple of touchdowns to Dallas Goddard in the first half? You know, or is it going to be the guy that throws interceptions, fumbles the ball, you know, trying to scramble and make a play? You know, there's just that question mark factor that we're not certain of. So this is another one where I have the guys really, really close, but I'm going to lean in favor of Watson. Smith has been great this year, uh, but it's really tough to trust that question mark at the quarterback position and then the matchup. Dallas, you know, they've allowed the third most TDs to wide receivers, but they've allowed the f- uh, 15th fewest receptions and fantasy points. They're, they're kind of more of a mid-tier uh, matchup. Yep. All right, next up we have your guy Darius Slayton at the Minnesota Vikings or Michael Pittman versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got?
1: Oh, that's that's a I didn't see that one on the sheet, but I have Michael Pittman slightly higher. Okay. Um slightly higher. Slayton is off the sheet. I just took a snapshot of my top 25 cuz I was putting doing a little TikTok, but I think I have Slayton at 27 and I know mm-hmm. I have Michael Pittman here at 25. Nick Foles is a competent quarterback. He's not going to go out there and, and light the world on fire, but he is going to target his number one receiver. We saw him mm-hmm. do it with Alshon Jeffrey. We saw him do it with, you know, with other options back when he was on other teams um, with Allen Robinson, with the Bears, when he had some short playing time there. Um, he didn't play much in Jacksonville because he broke his collarbone right away. Um, right. But, um, you know, J.C. Jackson is not playing. Michael Pittman should be able to get plenty of targets in that offense. Um, so give me him. Um, but I do like Slayton. Um, and he's number 27. So two spots behind.
0: I think we got to go Slayton this one. Minnesota, man. They're just bleeding all sorts of opportunities. The fantasy points, reception yards to receivers, most reception touchdowns to receivers, and they've allowed the second most uh, reception yards to wide receivers. Slayton's a big play receiver here. I think, you know, Between the two, you're chasing maybe a safer floor with Pittman because that expected target volume should be there. I mean, he had 14 targets last week. But again, enter a big question mark factor in Nick Foles. Is he going to spread the ball around? Is he going to give a heavy target share to Pittman? Really tough to tell. I think I still go Slayton here. I think I'm just going to play the numbers on the matchup and hope that he comes down with one of those big plays in the end zone because all all the numbers point me in that direction. You know, the Chargers... They've actually allowed the ninth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers and the seventh fewest reception yards. They do have the eleventh most reception touchdowns. And like I said, Pittman has that you know potential volume, but it just feels like more of a gamble or more of a bet where Slayton feels like there's a bit of a, a safer opportunity to at least score, at least find it a, a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can be talked into Slayton play. I, I do think you know playing in a dome is going to help. The Giants mm-hmm. are Giants are likely playing from behind, and right. so you're going to have Slayton you know, getting some options. As long as he doesn't drop a couple big plays, you'll be all right. That's just the issue with Slayton is he does drop a pass or two almost every week, and -hmm. that's why he almost didn't make the roster this year. Um, He's been much better, but if you watch the Giants games like I do, he still drops a big play at least once a game, and so um, hopefully it doesn't hurt your roster, and he gets enough targets that one play is not going to make a huge difference.
0: Right, and they just don't have anybody else there as well. You know, it's him and Richie James. Um, I I'm going to be starting yeah. some Richie James this week as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think Bellinger's a, a sneaky anytime TD guy this weekend. Yep, I like and that. Isaiah Hodgins is someone that you can mm-hmm. get. Um, they've really uh, they've they've done a lot with him recently, and he's his snaps have increased. So if you're looking for a deep DFS play, Isaiah Hodgins for the New York Giants. <laughs> Um, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but he has been a very decent option for the last month of football.
0: Yeah, I like, I like all of those, uh, honestly, especially for uh, some anytime TD props. Uh, next up, we got a couple of tight ends. We're talking Darren Waller again. Darren Waller at the Steelers or David Njoku versus New Orleans?
1: I got him seven and eight. Uh, so, <laughs> I, there's, you know, when you do your rankings, people are like, oh, man, you hate that guy. I'm like, no, like if this was a tier. They would literally be sitting next to each other. Hates a strong so I, have, word. I have to put them in a linear order. And so I have Waller above Njoku. Mm-hmm. Um, Najoku for the touchdown upside, Waller for the yardage. Um, but I, I just – Waller coming back and TD last week, getting more involved. They realized they have to get him involved in this offense. They paid the man. And right. uh, if he's healthy, I'm going to go Waller over Najoku
0: yeah, for me, I'm just playing the matchup again here. New Orleans, third fewest fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Third fewest touchdowns allowed to tight ends. Third fewest reception yards allowed to tight ends. There's just a little bit more upside. I expect the Pittsburgh uh, and Vegas game to be pretty close. I, I mean, I guess it's going to be the same thing. Cleveland and New Orleans, that's going to be, you know, you know, dog poo because they're playing outside in Cleveland. It's cold as hell. It's not going to be very, very fun for either team, probably most people watching. Um, I feel like there should be some more scoring with the Steelers and – uh, Vegas. Uh, Vegas's defense hasn't been very good. They're going on the road. I'm not, I, I'm not expecting them to be amazing, uh, but I think that they can get into the uh, the red zone more so than say uh, the Browns because yeah, Ninjoku completely a touchdown um, dependent a- asset in fantasy this week.
1: Yeah. And so you're looking at some of the lower point totals of the week. The Steelers mm-hmm. are at 20. The Raiders are at 18. That's going to be another one of your bad weather games with some wind. Um, and then you have the uh, Cleveland Browns at 17 and a half. And who do mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns face this week?
0: The Browns get the Saints at uh, at home. And in the Cleveland. Saints
1: are the second lowest on the slate at 14 and a half points. Um, I think they can
0: get. The, I, I kind of like that, though. Like, I, I like the Saints, honestly, to win that game. It's going to be ugly. But I think Taysom Hill is going to be involved quite a bit this week. I, I, I moved Taysom Hill
1: up my rankings quite a bit. And I, I had to, like, stop because I kept moving him up <laughs> and up and up. But I think he's going to get more involved. So here's the bottom of the barrel. Here's the lowest point totals mm. Falcons at 14, Saints at 14 and a half, Washington 15 and a half, Bears at 16. Then you have the Texans at 16.25, Cardinals 16.5, Los Angeles Rams 16.75. Then you have the Jags who already played. Then you have the Browns, the Raiders, the Pats, and the Titans. I'm surprised the Titans has not gone down even further with Malik Willis at the helm at
0: 19.25. Houston has been eating QBs, but you're really just betting on that game. Like, you know, how many touchdowns is Henry going to score? You know what I mean? Like, In the
1: last three times they've played, Henry has averaged two touchdowns. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. So that's 14 points, you know, yeah. prospectively with, with the Pat. And then I got to imagine, you know, at least two, maybe three field goals still. Because
1: yeah, I, you got two or three field goals, and then you have got the potential for a, a Titans defensive TD.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 going to be a brutal game. Honestly, I kind of like Houston to to upset. I, I feel like feel like that's going to be a popular pick this week. I can see it. All right, so let's see here. Last up on the tight end discussion, we've got Noah Fant or Dawson Knox. Really tough one here. I think I'm in favor of Noah Fant. Where are you at?
1: Uh, I have Dawson Knox. Um, I just—they've really struggled uh, to find uh, another option outside of Stephon Diggs in the red zone, Mm -hmm. and uh, Knox has been a more reliable target. Um, Looking at, you know, Josh Allen has the most catchable dropped passes in the league at thirty-one, and I'm staring right at Gabe Davis and right at Isaiah McKenzie because those. Can I get that on a
0: shirt? Most catchable dropped passes
1: yeah i'll send it to you my wife put on a shirt for you
0: (laughs) i think we got to get that in the merch shop
1: yeah it's uh I'll, i'll send you the picture actually i saw it today um but it's you know it's it's bad i mean that's that's what we're dealing with so you have the on target passes drop by receiver josh allen 31 trevor lawrence 30 jared goff 27 tom brady 27 russell wilson daniel jones patrick mahomes at 23 justin herbert at 23 Aaron Rodgers at 22 and Lamar Jackson at 20
0: just damn Jared Goff getting a bad rep this year
1: I know man you got you guys gotta catch those passes that that's gonna it's gonna it's really really tough when you, these quarterbacks go and do that and and I've I've seen it where these uh dropped passes mm-hmm. turn into interceptions and oh, so wow. now the quarterback throws a good good ball you know, it was like if you watch every Evan Ingram Giants low light, <laughs> it's him dropping the ball and it turning into an interception for Daniel Tip, Jones. Tipping it to the
0: other team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was bad. It was, it was Evan Ingram special.
0: Maybe Darius um, Slayton will get traded to, uh, to the Jaguars this year and they'll turn him around.
1: Hey, good for him, man. Good for him. Um, but yeah, as far as, as far as Knox, I have him above Fant. I do Mm -hmm. think that Fant gets an increase with Lockett out, but Mm -hmm. I think Marquise Goodwin gets more of an increase, and due to the weather, I think they're just going to really try to rely on the running game with -hmm. uh, with Ken Walker and the rest of those backs.
0: This one's really tough because I look at the exposure to scoring opportunities for Dawson Knox, playing with the Bills. Even with the bad weather in Chicago, I expect the Bills to play their part uh, to the total scoring points, being reliable assets for us in fantasy this week. The the issue that I have with Knox is, one, his matchup. Bears have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to tight ends uh, this season, just allowed three touchdowns to tight ends this year, and they've allowed the fewest receptions to tight ends on this season. The other issue that I have is that Dawson Knox has been just incredibly inconsistent this season, and he's got two back-to-back games where he's been great. He's looked amazing. He is not someone where I'm putting my chips into the middle of the pile for an NBA jam. You know, he's going for three. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, this is where you you could go taste some hell in this situation over both these guys, and that's yeah. a conversation to be at.
0: No, I think that, I mean, if, if, if he was in the mix, I probably would lean him or Fant. I still like the matchup for Fant. You mentioned Tyler Lockett. You know, obviously he's going to be gone. There's going to be some more opportunities there. Kenny Walker's also been a little bit more banged up. It feels like they can't really – lean on him like they would prefer to. So I think that Fant is in play for me on this one. Kansas City, they've allowed the seventh most touchdowns to tight ends this year. Tenth, uh, fewest receptions allowed. So, like, there's not as many good, you know, blemishes, but there's not as many bad as, say, like, Knox in his matchup. And again, it's just really hard for me to trust Dawson Knox three weeks in a row. It's been a very inconsistent, you know, season for him. All... All for him finishing the year strong, having another amazing week, and I may even throw a touchdown uh, parlay on him. But uh, I, I just don't see high volume coming. Well, and I could is
1: uh, also questionable, by the way.
0: Okay, well that would make things a lot easier. Last time I had saw, you know he was he was limited and uh, expected to play.
1: Yeah, and I I didn't check that far. to see the queue on the on the fantasy pros. I got you. I got you. Um, so yeah,
0: he they said he's expected to play, but obviously you know you got to follow everything, and especially in cold weather. Injuries can be hindered more so, you know, based off of, you know, getting banged up, bruised, whatever. Some guy wants to take the shot, another guy doesn't, whatever it is, you know. Uh, but both of us have those guys very close. I'm going to go in favor of Fant. Dave's taking Knox.
1: Yeah, I have them close, but I, I'm not starting either of them. If I can, I actually got Knox at 17, and okay. which is lower than ECR. And then I have um, Fant, which at 20, which mm-hmm. I believe is also lower than ECR. Uh, I'm playing guys like Cole Komet, Taysom Hill, Gerald Everett, Pat Frymuth, Juwan Johnson, Greg Dulcich over them.
0: Right. No thanks. Uh I'm assuming that you're all good to fire up Dallas Goddard as well.
1: Yeah, I got Dallas Goddard up at six. Uh, I I do think that him and him and Minshew got a connection. I mean, last year it looked really mm. good. And uh, you know, he's gonna be the guy that's working the closest to the line of scrimmage. So they're gonna want Minshew to get the ball out quick and not like we said earlier, take those mm-hmm. take those hits, take those. So if Mitchell can get the ball out quick, get it to Goddard. Um, I think he's going to do some do some damage out there.
0: What about uh, folks um, living on a prayer with Juwan Johnson? You you going back to the well? I started him last week.
1: Yeah, Juwan Johnson's been he's been one of the better tight ends this year. Um, as far as like top five finishes, he has. Let's look let's look it up. I believe it was four. Top five finishes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two, three, four top five finishes, five top ten finishes. In his last six games, he has tight end two, tight end thirty-eight, tight end eight, four, four, and two. So <sighs> talk about NBA jam, the last four games, eight, four, four, and two, dude's on fire.
0: So I'll let me ask you this then Dallas Goddard or Juwan Johnson? Oh, Goddard. Okay, yeah. let well, I, got, I, I have I have Goddard ahead of him. That's who I had to f- was trying to fill in for. Like I've been playing the tight end game, um, in one of my leagues since Dallas Goddard got hurt, and it was not a fun game to play. It was. I not got fun Johnson
1: yet. at ten. I got Goddard at six. Johnson mm. at ten. I got so you. he's in my my circle of trust. My top twelve.
0: Circle of trust. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's move on to some underdog totals, and we're going to head out for the night. Been a long one and a good one. First up, these are underdog fantasy point totals for the underdog pick'em game. Justin Fields versus Buffalo over under 17.85 fantasy points. Where are you at, Dave?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, his rushing totals have just been amazing. And so it's hard to bet against the guy that's rushing for that much. Mm-hmm. And the way that the, you know, the way that the NFL scoring is, you know, fantasy footballers say it's broken mm-hmm. and it is, um, but it, it helps these guys. So, Um, even though Fields has only thrown for 200 plus yards once this year, Mm -hmm. he's still, uh, he's still like he's still on fire because he's running for 80 yards a game. And so, give me the over.
0: Despite that, it's not a good matchup for quarterbacks. Bills are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. I'm still going to the over with Justin Fields. He is three and oh to this number in his last three starts, and I think like his lowest total has been 22 and those points are, you know, via underdog, right? So that rushing uh, um, ability gives him a much safer floor than most quarterbacks. I'm going back to the well, give me the over 17.85. Uh next yeah. one up is a little bit tougher, but I think that and we can get there. His last three
1: games, last three games for him, he had 23.62, 21.26, 23.58
0: safe, super safe floor with the the rushing ability, because they're going to set him up for those, uh, those uh, opportunities. They give him QB direct runs. It's a very similar usage that we've seen from Lamar Jackson, from Jalen hurts. And honestly, like what we've seen those guys do in years past at a per game status fields is well exceeding what they've done. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't running like this all season long. I'm not sure of his uh, final rushing total, But uh, I know that his per game uh, stats have gone way over the top of uh, Lamar and Jalen Hurts. So, Uh, but the next guy up we have is Kenneth Walker at Kansas City. A little bit of a tougher number at twelve point three five. He is one and two to this number the last three weeks. What are your thoughts on him this week in Week sixteen?
1: Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to be able to run against the Kansas City defense. Um, Mm -hmm. Number one, I think that they're going to get up on you know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get up on Seattle. And mm-hmm. so that defense is going to be, he's going to soften up a little bit and you're going to see Kenneth Walker get some of those dump off passes and some of those draw plays and things like that when they're trying to play catch up mode. And uh, I mean, he's been close to that. He's been dealing with the ankle. He's starting to get a little healthy. He had the mini bye week, which I think really helps him this week. He mm-hmm. played two Thursdays ago. So he's had 10 days since that game to be able to get back on track. The right. week before that he injured his ankle so, give me Kenneth Walker for the over.
0: I think we barely uh, get to the over here. I think it's going to be a late garbage time touchdown that, that seals the deal for uh, for this one. Uh, I am with you. I think that Kansas City is going to put up points. Chiefs could – or, I'm sorry, the Chiefs. The Seahawks could be in this game at some point, but I think that the Chiefs run away with it in the second half. Um, give me 13 to 14 total for Kenneth Walker. Good but not great type of week for him. Uh, next up we have is Tyreek Hill at – or – sorry with the green bay packers that is a misprint on the sheet they are hosting the packers in miami this week over under 16.85 fantasy points that's just 1 point less than fields's number
1: yeah and i'm i'm sticking with the over on this one i know i'm over 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 right now but you know i was writing an article earlier and i was really disappointed when i saw jalen waddle's targets the last mm-hmm. and and what it pointed to <laughs> is that Tyreek Hill is clearly the alpha in this offense. He's only had less than eight targets twice in the last 10 games. Mm -hmm. He has 9, 14, 10, and 13 in the last four weeks, and they're playing in Miami. So it's just going to take one or two big plays. In the last three weeks, he's said 17.4 plus. Let's go. Give me Tyreek Hill.
0: I'm going to take the under by a hair because I do think that they try – they, they make a point of emphasis to get Waddle involved because they need to get him kind of going for the playoffs. And the Dolphins, they're slipping a little bit. They're, they've are they now lost three in a row. They're eight and six. And while Tyreek has been good through that, that stretch, the team hasn't been great. And I love the way that they set him up for success. He's constantly moving in motion prior to the snap, whether it's being used as a, a disguise mechanism or they're just setting him up for a big play or a big sweep or whatever it is. You have to love the usage. And that usage definitely puts him in a territory to go over this number. I'm just gonna say he's a smidge under because I do think it's important that the Dolphins get Waddle involved and make sure that he's comfortable with the offense, you know, going to the playoffs or into their playoff push. Because if they somehow lose this week, they've got the Patriots on deck next week. And I believe that game is on the road. That's that's not a favorable situation going into you know their final week at eight and eight, potentially, you know. So I feel like they're going to make a point of emphasis to get Waddle involved. Packers are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this uh, season. There might be a little bit more upside to the under here than than the numbers say. Hill is 3-0 to this number, though, in the last three weeks. If you're playing the trends, you're taking the over here. Yep. Uh, Next up and lastly we have is Mark Andrews versus Atlanta. His number has come all the way down to 9.35. He is 0-3 to this number the last three weeks, but... Atlanta top 5 option to the tight end position this season. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, this was one I was like I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under. And then I saw the I saw the number and I'm like, yeah. "God, like that's like two big plays." I mean, two it, and and Falcons are actually fourth most against opposing tight ends.
0: Mm. And
1: so, um as much as he has been absolutely awful lately, I mean, Mark Andrews has stunk. He has
0: Oh, he's been bad.
1: Week, he, so he was he was uh, I was pretty good. At, you know, he was 21 points, 24 points, and two points, 18, 20. But week seven, point four. Don't remind
0: me of all this <laughs> week,
1: week eight, 4.8, then 9.39, 7.4, 2.7, 4.6. I mean, he hasn't cracked double digits in two months, but he does it tomorrow. It's, at, <laughs> it's Atlanta. Give me Atlanta. He is it's tight the, end two yeah. on, the, on the daily draft from sleeper. Right. And uh, he is tight end five in my rankings.
0: He's tight end four in mine. And that's like the weird thing. It's like, how do we get even get him out of our top five? Even if he was playing New Orleans. If he was playing New Orleans, who I, I mentioned all the stats uh for them about how they're a terrible streaming option for tight ends, right? Like, he'd still be in our top five because he's damn Mark Andrews. Well, we, we've we had, I mean,
1: we've had such such a problem at quarterback where, like, everyone's been getting hurt. Every quarterback has, like like, the last three or four weeks they've had Mm-hmm. Quarterback's getting hurt in the middle of the game, and his targets have been good: eight targets, seven targets, seven targets, six targets, seven targets. The targets are there. I'm mm-hmm. following the targets, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that uh, with a hit this week.
0: We got Cody Anderson in the chat asking Pitman, Judy, or DJ Moore. Uh, in in standard, I think I go Pittman and in PPR. Uh, Michael Pittman, too. It's between him and DJ Moore for me. I just I don't I don't trust uh, Wilson. I, I I just can't.
1: Yeah, Judy's Judy's been OK, Um, but I'm actually he, going he to had
0: that. He had that one really good game. He had that one really good game against Kansas City.
1: And, and we don't know if Sutton's going to be. if Sutton's out, I would definitely move Judy up this list. Sutton is possibly going to play, but I'm just going to keep the other guys out of it. I'm going to go DJ Moore. I like the matchup against Detroit. I mm-hmm. think Sam Darnold is a sneaky streamer this week. I think he's a nice DFS play, and you know DJ Moore is—he's going to get that touchdown. He's going to break his—he's going to break that four touchdown every year streak.
0: Oh, he's got a couple of games to do it.
1: Isn't he's isn't he's do it tomorrow?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what he has right now. For so yeah, I mean he's got three weeks to do it. And he's got Sam Darnold back. He's got two of yeah, them with I mean, with Sam Darnold so far. So
1: it's it's Detroit. I mean, he, it's this is gonna this is a good game for for DJ Moore. I think.
0: Yeah, Chargers are a good matchup for receivers as well. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, that, that's a really close one. Other than Judy, really, I guess I'm just not, I'm just not with the Broncos this season. I've been trying to get off them as much as I can. Got uh, Jacob in the chat. Pick one in PPR sutton slate slayton or goodwin i'm going slayton there that's an easier one for me yeah give me slayton um uh, ppr standard whatever it is going slayton there i need some receiver help i have Diggs, locket you don't have locket anymore uh dpj slayton and i picked up marquis goodwin who do i start i need two well you can't start Lockett. uh you're starting Diggs for show sure. Uh, and then it's between DPJ and Slayton. I'm still I'm not gonna put Marquise Goodwin in there because I feel like Marquise Goodwin is still goose egg material. I feel like he could finish with a couple of targets and no touchdown. I mean, I just feel like it, it's gonna be a bigger D, bigger DK day. Noah Fant, Kenny Walker, maybe another one of those running backs gets involved as well. Like it, it, to me, he's he's more goose egg potential. So I'll go Diggs and. I'm gonna say Slayton. You're playing that game indoors. We we got done talking a little bit about how that's gonna be a rough game uh, between the Browns and the Saints. So I'll take Diggs and Slayton there.
1: Yeah, going by my rankings, that's who I have. And just to give you an ECR to give you kind of a non-biased on this one, it's the same thing. Slayton's at 27 in the ECR.
0: Mm-hmm. Diggs
1: is at five. So I mean, you're you're starting Diggs. That was easy part of it. But um, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm right. not gonna get cute with God with Goodwin. And DPJ Slayton. <clears throat> Slayton. Well, I think was pretty good. I think
0: DPJ has been a, a good option. It's just I don't like the matchup and I don't like the weather there. I think getting Slayton on this week with that matchup up against Minnesota all top 3, you know, uh, matchups for receivers for yards, touchdowns, fantasy points, etc. like I just think that guy, you know, hit the right spot.
1: Yeah, man, go Giants.
0: There you go. Uh Denver defense or Uh, Rams or Cleveland defense versus New Orleans. So let's see. Denver versus the Rams, I like. Yeah, you got to assume Baker's going to throw a pick in that game. Cleveland versus New Orleans, I don't like as much because Dave and I were discussing, we feel like it could be a big Taysom Hill week. And I think we, you and I both expect the Saints to at least score two to three touchdowns. Whereas with the Denver, I think they're allowing like somewhere between like 15 and 16 points per game, you know? Yeah
1: like Cleveland has not really been a good fantasy defense minus one or two games. Um, Denver's been a good fantasy defense. Like they Mm -hmm. cause turnovers. They sack the quarterback and this is a terrible offensive line. Mm -hmm. And they also have Baker Mayfield back there. No running game. The receivers are all, all busted up. Um, So yeah, give me Denver. I have them as a top five play this week. I have Mm -hmm. Cleveland as a top 10, but I just don't see as much upside with Cleveland.
0: If I'm looking at the defense that I believe is going to score a touchdown, it's definitely Denver. Let's see. We got uh, Captain Joe King in the chat saying, love the stream, guys. Made the playoffs need to choose a QB. Should I start Fields or Cousins? Kind of scared of that Bills defense. I mentioned before, Bills are a top five team against quarterbacks in fantasy. They've allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points per game. What time does Cousins play? What time is that game?
1: Uh, the Giants game I believe it's one o'clock tomorrow.
0: man Saturday Cousins looked really good last week, I gotta say at least in the second half obviously right
1: Yeah one um, half only
0: right 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 um man yeah, that's tough sat-
1: Saturday one o'clock.
0: That's tough I mean because honestly the Giants they've been they've been a good or not a good matchup for uh, quarterbacks for for defenses they're a good matchup right they're they're yeah. kind of similar to Houston in the sense where they've been kind of low key you know um you know strong up against the quarterback position man it's kind of tough but i i think eileen fields i mean man that's 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 a that's a tough one for me
1: yeah i mean they both have you know they they both have a range of outcomes here because yeah the the giants defensive line has been really good and Mm -hmm. uh they they can cause some turnovers which with cousins without the rushing upside can really take away from some of that passing volume um Fields has just been so good on the ground. And so I have fields above cousins in my rankings. So that's what I'm going to stick with here. Um, you know, good luck, man. I hope this works out. I, I will say if you have a six point scoring format, mm-hmm. that is that makes me lean a little bit more towards cousins. Four point passing touchdown versus and six point passing touchdown, it does differentiate on quarterbacks.
0: I think the biggest thing for me is just that. When things are going wrong fields still somehow makes something happen you know what i mean like there is no play that's ever dead and i feel like you know what we saw from cousins in that first half last week was super dangerous and everyone is like freaking out like oh my god i'm 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 in the fantasy playoffs and justin jefferson and Kirk cousins are my apocalypse like what is happening right and then of course we get the second half and they become a normal offense again but I don't know. Like seeing that really scares me. And I mean, I think it's been since like week six or seven. We haven't really seen a Fields dud game. You know, we've seen him not pass the ball well since then. But fantasy wise, he's always kept a very safe and steady floor. And I think we should trust him in week seven or in week. Yeah, six, I mean weeks, he's me.
1: he's ran for over sixty yards in eight eight games, uh, eight of the last ten games, and six hmm. of those games is over eighty. Goodness he's sex. been he's been a running back.
0: All right, we're not getting the Lamar Jackson-Compson just yet, the the, the, the RBQB. Uh,
1: yeah, nope. no, no, no. But, I mean, I'm saying as far as fantasy points, it's – Oh, no, absolutely. He, he's been getting one passing touchdown and 150 yards passing, but mm-hmm. he's getting you know almost 100 yards rushing and sometimes over 100 yards rushing.
0: Yeah, we're, we're both in on him. I have him at four, Cousins at eight, so we're both locked in there. We got Trey in the chat, Evening Fellows, Full Point, PPR, Start 1, Rashad White, Devin Singletary, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Dolchich is your tight end. Komet, Higby, and Taysom are on the waiver wire. I like that Taysom Hill on the waiver wire. Uh, Between Rashad White, Singletary, and Boyd, I'd probably go Rashad White, but, man, the Bears' defense is bad up against running backs. It's just who are they going to use? Who's going to be the guy this week?
1: Yeah, I, I got Rashad White here. Um, we don't know Singletary versus James Cook. Josh Allen has been rushing the ball a lot. Um, Dolchik for me is the guy in that, and out of those guys, I have him as above them all in my rankings. So I'm sticking with Dolchik's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna go Rashad White. I am a little afraid that it's a Leonard Fournette game just because again, I think it's short fields, they can run all over Arizona. Mm-hmm. But if they do utilize Rashad White in the passing game, it's it's lights out. And Singletary usage has been super down.
0: Last week, Rashad had 11 carries and a catch. I'm gonna pull up Le- uh, Leo's. They've got Leonard Fournette listed as the second running back on the uh, on the roster now. On sleeper, ouch. They do, but the snap counts
1: are Fournette's beating him on the snap counts.
0: Yeah, I know. And I mean, when you're looking at the point totals, like. Four net hasn't been bad uh, going back. His last five starts, nine, 9.37, 11.4, 9.07, 8.94. It's not booming, but you know, it's, it's not burying you either. You know, it's, um, I mean, what it's probably like running back three back of yeah, running and, back two some weeks.
1: And, and having Dulcic's there does change things for me because Judy is, he's up there with Rashad white for me. I know he's not mm. for you, but um, he's up there for me, And, um, you know, I I have Judy at wide receiver 28 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, I have Rashad White a little higher.
0: I'm still staying off of Judy. I I think Rashad White's the answer there just because I think that they'll be in the scoring zone more frequently than those other matchups. Singletary, Boyd, Judy. Singletary, similar upside, but again, it's a split. Both of them have split backfields and I don't like the uh, I don't like the weather in Chicago as opposed to uh, Arizona. Um, so let's see. So I have the Denver D and Dallas D on my roster planning on starting Denver this week. Would you drop Dallas or hold them? Yes, definitely hold them because if Malik Willis is going to continue to start, that's going to be a very good matchup. Hopefully you have some other guys like lower end flex plays that you can let go of, or, you know, maybe someone trends down this week or whatever, but yeah, that's a, that's a must hold for me.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm going to hold, hopefully somebody goes, you know, from questionable to out and then you can mm-hmm. slide them in the IR and keep Dallas's defense. You but, you you know, you're going to have to spend up on the waiver wire to get them back. So hold them and then you can just drop, you know, drop down ref this week.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We are going to head out. Been a long one and a good one. Appreciate everybody following along, jumping in the chat, smashing the like button. Be sure to download the episode. Dave, let everybody know where they can find you and anything that they should be looking out for you in the uh, upcoming week or weeks.
1: Yeah, I've been super busy on TikTok last few weeks. Um, so check it out, at Dynasty Dorks on TikTok. Uh, I'm also on Did It. If you want one-on-one advice, just you can just call me. We'll FaceTime. We'll go through your team. And, uh, of course, SportsGamingPodcast.com. Got a couple articles out this week. Got a couple articles coming out this weekend.
0: Yep, absolutely. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SGPNFantasy. Same on YouTube. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you, everybody. Merry Christmas.